0: Hello and welcome to episode 45, how have we got here, Um, of Let's Talk Horses with me, Meg Parkinson. I hope I find you well. I'm really aware these episodes are now kind of (laughs) drip-feeding into your um, podcast app rather than regularly dropping. (laughs) Um, I apologise for that, but also I don't apologise for that because um, welcome to my life. I made a conscious effort many years ago to not put too much pressure on myself regarding things like this. I do get very obsessed and therefore then um, get stressed with it. So I'm trying to walk that fine balance of keeping my obsession slightly tempered and also making sure I'm there as a mother, wife and all of those other things. Anyway, you may or may well not understand. Um... This episode, I realise I haven't actually done a biomechanical one for a few weeks, so I thought I'd best just remind you of all of your beautiful um, quirks as a rider, and we are going to talk about where you're looking. Have you ever been told to look up? Have you ever been told to look where you're going? Have you ever been told to bring your, lift your head up, lift your chin up? All of those things, um, and maybe you kind of understand why, and on a vague, very like yeah, obviously moment, we um, we know why we need to look up. But but what about what about the real depth about it? What about that kind of real? This is such a solid reason to do this, and let's give it a practice. So grab yourself a coffee um, or enjoy your mucking out. I know a load of you listen whilst you muck out. Do me a favour, screenshot this episode and tag me in it on your social media because I'd love to know who's listening out there. I see all of these like little numbers, but it's a bizarre one with podcasts because unless um, you reach out, I don't know. I don't know who you are. So, yeah, tag me in and you have to tag me in because otherwise I don't see it. Um, I'd love to know who you are, see your lovely faces, see your journeys and let me know um, by doing that on your social media because that would be just really lovely. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, Let's get on with why we need to look up. So we've all been there, riding along, staring down at our horse's neck in our own little world of wonderment or frustration or whatever it is that we're feeling at that moment in time, when this voice enters our head from either our coach, our mother, our friend, or just ourselves, saying, look where you're going. Some of us are born looker downers. We spend our life walking around staring at the floor and I think more so now when we can stare at our phones as well I'm a looker downer I will put my hand up here I am in confession and this is what I do I will walk staring at my feet I will um ride staring at my feet um I live in my own little head of world of bubble and kind of fizzy stuff going on in my brain and therefore don't very rarely kind of expose myself to the outside world let's say by lifting my head up and looking around it's a bad habit of mine it's something that i have done for many a year and um it's one that i'd love to crack but do struggle to get out of so i'm here with you on this one but i want to explain to you why why is it important that we don't spend our life looking down From a body's health point of view we've all seen those adverts maybe on Instagram or on the TV for every degree our head is dropped we add 10 pounds of weight um, to our spine. The way our spine is built is not to have our head falling off the front of it and our head is about the weight of a bowling ball. I mean bowling balls come at different weights but basically your head is heavy, your head is full of gorgeous amazing stuff but it is heavy and it's stuck on the end of our spine and it's designed to be at the top of our spine balanced beautifully with our neck muscles evenly working front back and side and side it's not there to be hanging off the front of our body with our chin nearly touching our chest and the back of our neck being stretched beyond belief in the worst case scenarios we end up with a hunch at the top of our neck where we've spent our life looking down not brilliant and not great for our own pain thresholds of our shoulders, tightnesses, etc. And of course, when we start to talk about tightnesses within our body, we cannot help but think about the horses that we're riding and the tightnesses that they're feeling too. And if we have got tightness or this feeling of stretched tension across our shoulders, this is going to carry out beautifully down our reins and into our horse's mouth in not such a great way it's amazing how this tension can pass and travel through us and so from a really simple point of view if you want your horse to have a nice light soft head carriage with a really relaxed neck we also need to have nice light soft head carriage with a really relaxed neck and if we're placing this tension through our neck through our upper spine we're also going to be transferring that into our horses too so if you get ever get off a horse and you're feeling like your shoulders are hurt or sore or especially the bit that spinal region like a kind of bulb, um, lumpy spinal region around the base of your neck feels like it's quite tender or has been hyper stretched then you could also be a looker downer Also, if you don't remember what anyone else looked like in the class, you're definitely a looker downer. With this, there's an issue there. One, that we don't want to be creating pain for ourselves. We don't want to be creating tension for our horses. We also don't want to feel like we are overbalancing ourselves. We talk so much about balance and keeping everything in alignment. And then we go and kind of like let our head flop over to one side. That's not great for the 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 weight distribution over our horse either and then it comes to spinal alignment now I've spoken to about it in the past with different podcasts about how your spine is designed to absorb forces and the reason it has those natural curves in it is so it can act like an uh, suspension to absorb the forces that run through it it only works properly if we are in correct alignment The second we move out of correct alignment, we start to inhibit the spine's ability to to absorb those forces in in a positive way. And we start to create places where those, those forces cannot be absorbed well and therefore more pressure is placed through those areas. So again, if our head is not at the top of our spine, and our head is hanging forwards we are changing that top curve of the spine in a way that is not going to be able to absorb the forces of the horse and you might think what forces Meg but you think about how much a horse moves beneath you that movement travels through us and our spine does an amazing job of absorbing those forces so we don't get a jarred feeling. If our spine isn't in correct alignment there will always be an element of jarring and that will travel back through our spine and into our horses too so if we want to be a soft rider that our horse wants to carry the more aligned our spine can be the the more comfortable our horse will be as well again we get really obsessed with our horse's outline and the shape and the way they carry themselves we need to think about ourselves as the same and our head becomes a real key part of this so just as you sit there now, what feels like a neutral head carriage probably isn't correct. Now, I know that's just a massive broad brushstroke across the whole population of the world. So I apologise if you have perfect head carriage. <laughs> But let's just double check that we do. So ultimately, we want to have a length through the back of our neck, but that's extending upwards and not forwards. And it's going to feel like our chin is slightly back. Your ears stay in line with your shoulders. So the second your ears come in front of your shoulders, your head is too far forwards. So you might need a mirror for this. And if you're listening to this in a car, just try to get your head at the back of your head, the bulbous part of your head to touch your headrest. And you will probably find that's a little bit of a weird sensation. That is the correct alignment. OK, so if your ears are not in alignment with your shoulders, if your ears are projected forwards, then your head is too far forwards. You are straining the top part of your neck. Thinking about this head carriage takes a little bit of effort and you might find that your muscles in your neck switch on in a different way. That's fine, because like I said earlier, your head is quite heavy, so the muscles in your neck do need to work. But they need to work in an even way that isn't being strained. So supporting your head correctly is really, really key. But I'm not just here to tell you probably what you already know. That's that bit ticked. I've talked to you about the biomechanics. This bit is groundbreaking or has been groundbreaking to me and some of my students in the past. And I have briefly mentioned it in when we talked about the rib cage, but I want to just go into it. Where we look is massive in how we process the world. So, yes, your head carriage change takes quite a lot of biomechanical, but your eyesight and where your eyes are pointing is even more vital to how you experience the world. Our eyes as humans are one of our main senses. Because we are predators, we use our eyes for judgment, for expansion, for space and everything else alike. When that eyesight is removed, every other sense has to be heightened to become much more aware of our surroundings. So when our eyesight is focused purely on our horse's neck and head, our brain is only really taking into consideration what our eyes are seeing. So we, are, we then become this kind of unnatural obsession with our horse's head and neck because that's what we can see. That's hard to change when we are just continually looking at our horse's head and neck because it's a, it's a survival instinct kind of back brain, back computer movement rather than a conscious thought. But also with that, when our eyes are pointly focused on one thing, the rest of our senses are kind of dulled down. So our feel is massively dulled down. So you can play with this for a moment. If you're in a kitchen, don't do this whilst you're driving. If you're in a kitchen or you're in the yard, just walk across the yard while staring at the ground you're walking on. And Just notice how the rest of your body feels. And then... In a second, look up, look ahead. So you're no longer looking at the ground you're walking on, you're now looking ahead and walk across the floor and notice how your feet feel and the rest of your body feels. And you can play with that a few times. Stare at the ground, walk across it, look ahead, look up, walk across it. And what you will notice, it's very subtle, and um, some people it can be huge, but very subtle change um, if, if there is a change, you might feel like quite a big change, but even in the subtle, it's enough that when you are looking at the ground, you are not fully aware of the soles of your feet. You're not fully aware of how your feet feel when you walk. But when you look up and you don't look where you're you're walking, you look ahead of yourself, your brain has to start to use your feet to navigate the ground. So therefore, the senses All of those amazing nerve endings in the feet have to start to fire up and have to start to tell the brain what's happening. And the reason for that is because we need to know how to balance ourselves. And if we are not looking at the ground, we don't see the undulations of the ground. So the body has to feel the undulations of the ground and therefore then has to readjust the body to keep us balanced. And that's how we would all have naturally walked before we started to stare at the floor. We would have used our feet as navigation of the floor ground that we're walking on. And we would have had much more of a feel in our body of what we were doing rather than just staring down of where we're going. Now, when we're riding, this is the same thing. If our mind is looking downwards, we have this kind of thing that we know what's happening. We know what's going on because we can see what's happening in front of us. As you well know your horse is made up with far, with far more parts than just their head and their neck and actually the rest of their body is giving you so much more feedback than their head and their neck that it's really important that we listen into that feedback so the best way to get our body to start to feel what's going on is stop staring down just like when you walked across the floor if you look up and ahead It was a much more of a broader vision. Sally Swift called it soft eyes rather than the pinpoint focused hard eyes. The brain then has to readjust where they're taking in their sensory feel and it then starts to feel into the body. So you'll start to feel your bum cheeks moving a little bit, your pelvis. You'll start to feel the soles of your feet more. You'll start to feel ultimately beneath that what your horse is doing underneath you more. You'll also start to feel your horse's hips moving. So you're no longer so obsessed with their shoulders. You'll start to understand what the feeling of the hindquarters feels like, which we all agree is one of the most important areas of the horse and the least focused on. But all of this kind of information that's been flooding into our body before, but our brain has ignored, we can now start to take in and we can now start to use it to become a more Um, knowledgeable rider of the horse that we're riding so we're no longer just staring at their head and neck thinking well if that's right then the rest of us is right we're looking ahead of ourselves we feel that our gaze is soft so we're not pinpoint hard and then the brain makes this switch from taking in everything from the eyes and has to start to use the body for what it's there for to take in its experience and relay that into a message of what's happening beneath us so this is my really short biomechanical podcast today of don't look down. So I want you, I'm going to give you a bit of homework. I want you to practice, first of all, walking, not staring at the ground. So start to embody your, your own body as you move across the ground. Start to feel the soles of your feet. Start to feel how you balance differently. Start to feel how the body navigates the ground beneath you. And then as you're riding i want you to play with this get curious ride staring at your horse's neck ride lifting your head up looking out into the distance change your focus change your field of focus so what does it feel like if you kind of really soften that gaze what does it feel like when you really focus on a certain point in the arena all of those different things and really play with how that changes the input that your body is getting or your brain is getting from your body as you ride. I can promise you that you will be making really subtle but powerful changes in your ability to feel the whole of your horse beneath you rather than just a certain part and you'll be able to then take that information, that new information that you're able to process and ride in a very more, very different, more sympathetic, more understanding way than maybe you have ridden before. So. It's not only about the fact that your head is hanging off the front of your spine, which obviously is vitally important for our own uh, physical health and also our horse's physical health. But it's also how we process our ride and our experience and what tools we can use ourselves to really feel into what's happening. So especially if you're a person that feels like you have struggled with that word feel, and you don't always feel what's happening beneath you. Really tune into those moments of where your eyes were pointing and what you were focusing on through your sight at that point. And see what happens if you can change that focus by lifting your gaze away and start to get back into touch with all of those other signals that your body is receiving. So a really short podcast today. Hopefully it's got some brain melting moments let's say some light bulb moments where you can kind of go ah that's what's happening it's more in the play than me telling you there's some obvious points but you go away do your homework have a play with it and see how you end up i hope this finds you well and i will see you again sometime soon Thanks for listening the whole way through. I sound surprised, don't I? I always am. And I'm always so grateful for your support. So I'm just dropping in here to remind you that if you want, if you're enjoying these podcasts and you want to know more and learn more and get into this kind of world of rider biomechanics, then to take a check out on my website. It's megparkinson.com. And on there, you'll find how you can work with me with a bit of detail or a bit more deeper concept. I do a lot of online stuff, virtual stuff, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And to have a little look around the the Aligned Rider Academy, Um, it's under a new name. Yes, this is the old, the online riding club, but the Aligned Rider Academy feels a little bit more apt as what we're teaching. Um, Have a look round there, see what there is and see and maybe come and join me in it. We do so much stuff as a community. Um, There's tons of content for you to enjoy from the audio lessons to the equistretch classes, to the webinars, um, to live Instagram chats just so so much um I just basically put my heart and soul into the academy and so many people are loving it so why don't you come and have a look around too and it's only 15 pounds 15 pounds a month it's like 50p a day and you get a ton a ton of training content so have a little look around maybe sign up you can cancel any time so you can do a month and then go "Ah, I'm not really using it and you can cancel it it's fine I won't take (laughs) offence and um, enjoy the time with me a little bit more. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if I can ask you a cheeky little favour, if you have found this episode interesting or any part of this podcast interesting, could you please share with a friend? I know everyone asks on the podcasts and every podcast you listen to, everyone's like, please, please, please. But it really, really does help, especially a little small person like me trying to kind of spread the word the biggest thing that you could do to help me um, build my business and help me build my customers is just share 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 spread the word about what we do if it's helped you it will help someone else you know In and then if you want to even put it in your stories on social media Little note on that. I won't know you've shared it unless you tag me in it. So tag me in it so I can see that you've shared it and I can like, give you a virtual hug and say thank you. Um, and obviously, if you do like this stuff, make sure you press subscribe so you get all of the latest episodes dropping into your podcast app regularly. That just helps you make sure you don't get left behind. But I'm going to leave you there. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll speak to you next time.